When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, we promise you guys that here on the Ethos Lakers podcast, we will have more energy than the team that we all root for. Isn't that right, JC? I would like to say welcome back to everybody, but everybody's a little frustrated right now, JC. Lakers are looking down the rabbit hole, 0-5 on the road, and just getting absolutely crushed by a Houston Rockets team that is not bad, but I don't want to say they're good either. Yeah, I, you know, it was being kind of patient the team's first couple of losses but yeah it's getting more and more frustrating man so look it's been a couple it's been a couple of games since i've been able to to get back behind the microphone and really examine this team last time i was here i said patience 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 it was kind of kind of preaching for everybody to take a xanax to be honest with you and at this point i'm not saying to slam the panic button but this is more frustrating than three or than two and ten which was the start last year. Now sitting here at, at, at three and five, it's more frustrating despite the injuries because, you know, for me, a couple of things. One is because of how the team looked in the preseason. And two is because I just feel as if really since the bubble title, there's been certain characteristics about this Lakers team that have been uh, unmistakable in its uh, core identity. It's almost like transverse coaches as well. And specifically for me, it's this, like, there's no urgency, this complete lack of sustained effort. And I don't understand how the Lakers can play so casually, so nonchalant when they down double digits in the first quarter again, can't rebound the basketball again, and, you know, just haven't exactly proven a a damn thing. I I just don't get that. Yeah, I had a weird... Uh, kind of a weird revelation uh, the other day. I was I mi- actually missed the game versus the Heat. I was at a friend's birthday dinner, and at one point we were talking about basketball and uh, and coaching. And my friend brought up how he would never want to be a basketball coach because that sport, coaching that sport, seems like it's very stressful. And I interjected. I was like, "Well, Darvin Ham doesn't make it seem like it was stressful." And that sort of like lit a like sort of like lit a light bulb over my head where I was like. Why doesn't he make it look more stressful? Like, he's always so casual with his hands in his pockets on the sideline. It's just like, yeah, man, shoot. If you're open, shoot it. If you miss it, at least you shot an open shot. And it's like, he should be a little more animated, especially for a young head coach who's still kind of learning the craft. Like, I know he's been an assistant for a long time, but, like, I don't know. He should have more of a fire lit under him as the coach of this team, it seems. I mean... You know, for me, coaching, being a general manager, any of these off, I don't want to say off the court, any of these non-playing positions, they only become a subject of conversation when things are going incorrectly versus correctly, right? No, no, one, no one says of Nikola Jokic's MVP season, finals, uh, final season, all that stuff to say, you know, wow, what, what, a, what a coach Mike Malone is. I mean, sure, that's like a, a sub-narrative, right? But it's not like 
that's not the driving force behind that headline. Now the Nuggets come out and they disappoint this year. And people are like, oh, I don't know about Mike Malone, right? I mean, that's just how the reality of it works. And so I don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying in terms of, you know, I want to see a little bit more from Darvin Hamlin in terms of the animation. I just think that everybody has their own style too. For me, I would, I would be damn right, I'd be screaming up and down that sideline. But, you know, when I've coached teams and I obviously have not coached teams at or near the NBA level, we're talking about, you know, rec league kids up to 13, 14 years old here. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm intense in that setting in terms of, you know, what the demand is. High, you know, a little bit of high school hoops. And for, for me, it's just this, you, when you're getting paid millions and millions and millions of dollars to play a game that, that people play for fun, that you play for fun, hopefully. And, you, you know, it's not even for the, for the fan experience, but just to, to show up and make it, make it look good. Everybody, you know, when Anthony Davis was, was ruled out of this game, and we'll get into that in terms of more detail and injury and just general state of the Lakers here on the Ethos Lakers podcast, it, everybody it was like Christian Wood 40-piece, right? Christian Wood this, Christian Wood that. Christian Wood had a terrible game. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed about his game, forget the box score, what I noticed about watching him today is how many times he was floating backwards trying to create some sort of fast break when the rebound was still up for grabs. And rebounding is, has been so problematic for the Lakers. And you as the big man, the only big man, you're going to draw yourself out that far. It, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. I mean, uh, Christian Wood, in terms of some of the stuff he does defensively, making Andre Drummond look like Ben Wallace. I'm not going to lie here. And... And, and and for me, that's that's very frustrating because we sat here and, and again, I understand the injuries, right? Vanderbilt, Gabe Vincent, Torian Prince missed some time. Rui Hachimura, although Rui back and had a fantastic game. Great to have him back. It's some something is not quite clicking here. Yeah, and I mean it seems to be seems to be the effort. I think uh I think there were some guys who sort of led by example and just sort of whose whose energy and kind of like toughness was was infectious and like like I uh, you know I said I was going to miss Dennis Schroeder when he signed with Toronto and he's been having a fantastic season in Toronto and he's somebody who I think if he was leading the second unit if he he was still a presence on this team especially given his relationship with Darvin Ham a player like that would go a long way on this roster. And it, it doesn't seem like, aside from LeBron and, I mean, maybe Anthony Davis. Like, Anthony Davis, I know last season, talked about how he felt he had to be more of a vocal leader. I'm not hearing much about that this year. Um, but, yeah, it just doesn't seem like anyone's really leading the charge vocally in the locker room. Like, it, it feels like players' only meeting time is coming anytime, like sometime very soon. Not quite as soon as the Bulls, who had one on their very first game of the season. JC, yeah. I've, I've never, I have never in my life, and probably never will again, see something like that. That is, that is some crazy shit right there. After yeah. game one, we're like, hey, none of us are on the same page. I mean, that that's crazy, right? Yeah. Okay. And I mean, speaking of the Bulls, as as is kind of temp, as is sometimes customary with this Lakers team and the fan base, like now. Now you're starting to see trade rumors hit the the news circuits, and now there's 
you know, rumors about how the Lakers may be interested in a reunion with Alex Caruso. And like, if you thought you didn't want to keep him before because he was expensive, then now he's a first team all NBA defensive player. And the cost for him is just going to be exorbitant if you're even going to go that route. And I mean, if, you know, it's sort of like an eroding shore. The Lakers keep playing like this. They may explore trades and the desperation may become more des- more apparent to other teams. And at some point, the cost might be in Austin Reeves. And he hasn't been great defensively to start the season. He's starting to come together offensively now, but you don't want to find yourself in a position where your desperation is that apparent to the rest of the league. The Lakers are already, already eight games into the season. They are already in a desperate position because what LeBron has been able to do for this team. Now, Anthony Davis, again, no Anthony Davis in this particular blowout loss against the Rockets, so the Lakers are three of five. But Anthony Davis has been fantastic. There's been no complaints against, no complaining. Notice how nobody's talking about him. And that's mm-hmm. because he's out there averaging 26, 27, 13, 14 rebounds, two, three blocks, two, three steals. I mean, he, the guy has been absolutely dominant. He's been incredible. Okay, but the Lakers are absolutely wasting LeBron James. I mean, that's that's the reality of it right now. Yeah, this this dude is in his 21st year. I mean, he he is doing things that are so absurdly beyond what should be imaginable at this stage. But because he has normalized greatness to such an extent, it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like as impressive as what it truly is. Right. And despite yeah. that, J.C., the Lakers are getting run in, in some of these games. Now, the score isn't as lopsided in terms of, you know, the final, but they, they haven't been competitive in a, in a number of these games. I mean, they at, at halftime today, they, uh, on the Spectrum Sports Day, six out of eight games, the Lakers have given up at least a 60-piece in the first half. Mm-hmm. Six out of eight games. I mean, that is, that is crazy to me. I don't understand how the Lakers can come out game after game, how any team can come out game after game, do the same shit, make the same mistakes, and doesn't correct them, doesn't even try to do something different. Offensively, it it looks like guys are just going after their own. There doesn't look like a lot of cohesion. To your point, Austin Reeves has not been impressive at all to me. I, I have said it for, for weeks. His legs look dead from the Team USA run in the summer of Austin. I think everybody got tired of hearing that shit. And they said, okay, we'll show you what it's like to play around here and to be mm-hmm. that dude if you want to be that dude. I really believe that. And and now the Lakers find themselves in a position where they, they need D'Angelo Russell to be their third best player. And even he has been inconsistent despite flashes of brilliance. And so what do you have? In what felt like a really certain Lakers team in the preseason, JC, now eight games into the regular season feels incredibly uncertain. And that's the weirdest part. Yeah, the way the way they keep coming out in the first quarter being so inconsistent and really terrible in the first quarter. After the first couple of games, it's like, okay, this is a problem. Problem that needs to be addressed. And it's never really been addressed. In the first two games... They were able to come back and make it close against Denver and then end up winning against Phoenix, which was a good, which seemed like a good win. Phoenix is actually below the Lakers right now in the standing, so maybe it wasn't as good a win as we thought, given their injuries. Um, But yeah, like eight games in to still 
be this terrible in the first quarter to just dig, to just begin a game by digging yourself in a hole this often is is really strange. And to you know to that other point, the Lakers don't have time. Like the West is already tough. And looking at the standings now, uh, Houston is ahead of schedule. Houston's better than people thought they were going to be. The Spurs are better than they thought they were going to be. Wemby turns out to be other kind, kind of otherworldly and is might lead that might lead that team into a play-in spot. And so now you've got Phoenix struggling in an 11 spot, Sacramento struggling in a 13 spot. You got to figure both them and Memphis. Memphis is currently at the bottom of the West. You got to figure those teams are going to start to make a climb, but Dallas is ahead of schedule. They're 6 and 1. Golden State's probably a little bit better than people thought they were going to be given their age. Oklahoma City uh, ahead of schedule. Like Everybody in the West is good. There's no time to to mess around. So what do you do? If you're Darvin Ham, if you're Rob Palenka, if you're LeBron James, Anthony Davis, if you're anyone on that Lakers team with a pulse, what do you do? Because this is problematic, and, and, I, and I don't see how it gets immediately fixed unless they decide to just give a shit, to be quite frank. Yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 a change in philosophy. It's they they've got to recognize the urgency of the situation. I, you know, I, I say time and time again, coaching is is a skill that you can get good at. And so, Darvin Ham is still young at it, and there's still room for him to grow and improve as a coach. As a coach, there's just not a lot of time to do so. But I think, yeah, if he can if he can convince his players to put forth the effort then yeah i think effort is really all it is because like you mentioned today and we were texting rebounding is almost nothing but effort and this team is not doing that offensively or defense or defensively i don't mind i remember when i text what i texted you when we were talking i said i don't mind watching a bad team what i don't like is watching bad effort and right now the lakers are both they get bad effort and they're a bad team and I am forgetting this game, right? Not forgetting this game, but going back one. And in a game which the Lakers lost at the last minute, 108-107. They had a last-minute shot. LeBron driving it to the cup. Decides to kick it out to Cam Reddish for three. Reddish misses in Miami. It's not that Cam Reddish wasn't open. But you're LeBron James. I understand that could be deemed the correct basketball play. And I'm not even going to sit here and say he should have taken it up to the cup, try to get fouled, but that was an option. Christian Wood had his defender sealed on the inside. Mm-hmm. He could have he just shoveled it down to him for a two-handed dunk or at least put Seawood at the line. Lakers were down by one point. I think their last four or five shots were all threes. Is that really how it's going to go? Is that really the game we're going to play? This, this to me, is just such – this is so egregious. And, and again, I, I keep sitting here and saying, I understand the injuries. But now, at this point, you haven't had Vanderbilt for basically the whole preseason and obviously for the whole regular season. So you're used to playing without him, okay? Jackson Hayes being down with an ankle shouldn't really throw that much off. Granted – Rui being out with a concussion, that hurt when he was out. He's back now. Gabe Vincent being out with a knee injury, that's, that's inconvenient. 
Torian Prince also missing time during that period. That's inconvenient. Rui had a great game to, uh, in this game tonight. He had a great game. But it's not going to matter what he gives off the bench if the Lakers, A, can't get anything else off the bench, and B, they don't give any effort to start games. They'll never be able to dictate it. They won't be able to play at their pace. They try to play catch-up, and they get caught in these traps. And I, and I just, that's all they got to think about is to assert their will. Just come out and say, we're going to win this game. We're going to own the moment, and we're going to plow it forward. I mean, I feel like they should play our podcast at practice tomorrow, JC. <laughs> you know, and for me to sit here, for you to sit here and just and to see these things from such a distance, I know that they're obvious up close. So let's... Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get it done, guys. Let's figure it out. Let's put the effort forward, and let's get back to what we what we know works for this club. Because to your point, JC, there is no time to futz around. They're going to be buried if they can't figure it out and figure it out soon. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, a couple things I need to see moving forward. One, I need to see D'Angelo Russell take the offense by the balls, okay? I need to see him dictate play calls. I need to see him get assertive with his own shot. I need to see him make the right basketball plays. And two, if Austin Reeves ain't going to produce, then I need to see more of Rui Hachimura on the floor. There's no Gabe Vincent available right now. Get Rui out there. Get Rui out there and let him be a big part of this offense. He trained with LeBron all summer. They got their tendencies together. Let them have as much time out there together as possible. I'm in favor of that. What do you want to see, JC? I think I think Darvin Ham has shown uh, an embracing of a big big lineup philosophy. And if he's gonna, if the Lakers are gonna play big, they should play big. If Anthony Davis and Christian Wood are gonna be the, be in there at the same time, then their focus on defense should be rebounding. The Orlando Magic game the other day, having giving giving up so many second chance points to the Orlando Magic, that was inexcusable and. Again, I didn't see the Miami game, and I, so I don't know what the rebounding situation was in that game, but I know it was abysmal in Orlando, and I know it was abysmal tonight. So, yeah, if the Lakers are going to play with that big lineup, which worked against you know Phoenix and worked against Sacramento to, to an extent, then it's got to play big. And I think you said it yourself, there have been times that the Lakers have, have been better when they play bigger. And if that's going to be the case, then, yeah, I think – I think it might be time to explore Austin Reeves coming off the bench because that's kind of where he excelled in his career to begin with. 
And if Rui's going to start in his place, then that'll make the lineup bigger and it'll be more effective. I just, I, I don't, I don't know how the Lakers can't sit there as a team and collectively own this moment. They need to look at each other and look at themselves in the mirror and say, this is on us. We can fix this. Mm -hmm. If this doesn't get fixed, it can also impact the team chemistry. And that's what I'm concerned about. Because guys can start pointing fingers in a hurry. And then there's a much bigger problem at, at hand here. It doesn't matter who the coach is. So, JC... Same question, same scenario. You're Darvin Ham, you're Rob Palenka. You're sitting here at three and five. Are you looking to shake up the playing time, the starting lineup, right? Let, now, let's say that Anthony Davis is back for the next game. So Christian Wood may or may not remain in the starting five. Are you ready to shake some things up and some rotations up? Or are you still trying to figure it out given the injuries in play here? Yeah, I, I think the first thing I would do, because I I do still think the roster is good. It's just a matter of rotations and lineups. And rotation has been a weak point of Darvin Ham's coaching ability since ever since last year. So I would experiment with the rotation. I And I said it from the beginning of the season. And when, when we didn't know who the fifth starter was going to be, and given that I liked Christian Wood's effort in the preseason, and I've liked his effort in every game up until this one tonight, uh, I would like to see Christian Wood in the starting lineup. And so I'd like to see a lineup of Anthony Davis, Christian Wood, uh, Rui, LeBron James basically being, you know, Rui and Le- LeBron basically switching being a big wing with D'Angelo Russell. And then you've got Austin Reeves, Torian Prince, Cam Reddish, and the rest of the players off the bench. So, yeah, I, I would shift my starting five to a big starting five of Wood, Davis, uh, Rui, LeBron, and D'Lo. What do you think of Cam Reddish's Lakers experience so far? I mean, offensively, he's he's left some to be desired, which is strange because that that was kind of his one, you know, his his tenure with the Knicks was limited to it's like, well, he can't do a lot of things, but he can shoot threes really well. And here he's been kind of hanging his head on defense. And defensively, he's he hasn't been terrible. And offensively, he's left a little bit to be desired. So if he can get back to being that offensive player he was while still, you know, put, putting forth all the effort he's been putting on defense. I've, I've been satisfied with him on defense to a certain extent. The Lakers were prided about all the depth that they had in this roster but by, by us, by, by, by everybody, basically. I don't, I don't care who it was mm-hmm. yet. Colin Castleton had first quarter minutes in this game. And I realized that both Anthony Davis and Jackson Hayes were not in this one, but really Colin Castleton first quarter minutes. And it took Max Christie, what six games to get real minutes beyond just a minute or two at the end of some blowout early in this, in the season. So yes. I just, find things like that, I find to be weird, right? Especially if you like, I, I've never understood this logic of like, oh, he they're going to be one of our best players. Just wait on it. You know, he'll, his time will come. If he's going to be one of your best players, play the man. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? You know, 
it, it's 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 almost in a weird way. It's almost comparable to when people want to say all these nice things about people when they die instead of saying them to their face when they're alive. Like, let's go, man. The time is now. So it's it's one of those things that's like it's such meaningless lip service. Max Christie should play. I know the results have been uneven, and I know offensively his shot has has not been uh, fallen as much as he would like it to, but the the selections have been good. The confidence is there. He's playing. Mm. He's playing defense. I mean, the the effort is there. I mean, that's those are the kind of players the Lakers are 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 really missing right now. A guy like yeah. Jared Vanderbilt comes to mind, obviously as well in this context, right? But that's that's the kind of shit that the Lakers are really missing right now. And I feel like I, I just feel like the, if he played more. Darvin Ham would endear himself to a lot of people. Yeah, I th- I've liked what Max Christie has done. I think he's, uh, you know, he's he's got to crawl before he can walk, and there's going to be some missteps if he gets a lot of minutes at first. But I, but the potential is there. It's it's the potential with him isn't in in things like his size or his athleticism. It's it's all like in his, his effort and his ability. It's not like Taylor Horton Tucker with the super long arms that we thought was going to be some kind of defensive powerhouse that, that wasn't. Max Christie has shown promise. And what that promise, like he just needs minutes to, to, to expand upon that promise. Right. And, but my, and my thing is to, to your point, he has to get minutes. And if he makes a mistake, or two, or even three, okay? He can't look over his shoulder and be like, oh my God, when am I going to get pulled? When am I going to get pulled? When am I going to get mm-hmm. pulled? When you, when you coach like that, you, your young players, are they grow tentative because they just yeah. don't want to make a mistake. I, I, and if, if the Lakers just come out and have good first quarters, when you do give Max Christie minutes, it's not going to be a position where you're living or dying by everything he does like exactly. like give him room to make mistakes by by the whole team giving an effort exactly the the idea that a team with Anthony Davis, LeBron James, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, etc cetera, etc cetera, and we're going to sit here and say oh well Max Christie and Cam Reddish you know they haven't really played up to snuff oh my god it's like come on dog you know like, yeah. like, let's let's be real about it. So, you know, and for, and for the Lakers, they they, I just there there is no like magic parachute coming out to be like, oh man, just wait until Jared Vanderbilt gets back. Now, Jared Vanderbilt is such an important player. He is he is dynamic. He is arms and legs everywhere. He's all effort, all grit and sweat and balls, and you love it. But again, he's not some guy who's going to play 40 minutes a night, who's going to have seven steals and 20 points. Yeah, he's going to help with the effort. Yeah, he's going to help on defense. But this is a whole team thing. And unless the Lakers are ready to commit to it as a team, none of the individual commitments really matter. Yeah, I agree. JC, the Lakers probably after this game against Houston fall into the bottom third or so in terms of defense. 
do you sense that there is a path for them to actually be a defensive team? Because one of the things that we have talked about, you know, in the preseason here on the Ethos Lakers podcast is that the Lakers, despite what their offense was looking like, they're not going to be able to just outscore teams every night. That's, that's not how it's going to work for them. And sure enough, so far, it hasn't been how that's working for them. The Lakers have the capacity to be a good defensive team as they're constructed. Yeah, I mean, I think it just, it, it's just, it's, yeah, I think it's a philosophical debate. Like I was saying, like the, they're not rebounding. And I think it all comes down to the way they, the way they want to play defense or the way they want to play offense rather is fast and, and up to tempo. And you can only do that when you get stops. And you can only get stops when you rebound. So, you know, everything everything kind of starts from there. Start start with getting the other teams to miss, which they can do. To get the rebound, which they're failing to do. You know, if you, get, you start getting more defensive rebounds, limit second chance opportunities, that's only going to increase your fast break, uh, fast break points. Effort usually yields opportunity. And if you're in a position to take advantage of an opportunity, it can yield success. I think about a pomegranate, right? Mostly because I had some unbelievable pomegranate seeds before we started recording this podcast. JC, are you a pomegranate fan? Uh, yeah, on occasion. Uh, the, like... The, like drinks. I've never had, like, I've never eaten a pomegranate fruit. Oh, man, you never cracked one open and had the seeds and just, you know, gave it a nice little test ride? <laughs> no. Okay, I think we should have a fruit of the week segment when we do these together moving forward. I I I feel like at one point on the show I had a farmers market segment. It was getting it was pretty popular. Maybe it was on the fantasy show and I was doing that for for the network. I, I don't even remember at this point. It's been a long time that we've been doing this, but you know the fruit of the week. The, I gotta say, pomegranate really underrated, but it's a fruit that really makes you work for it. But nothing worth anything comes easily, JC. And that's how the Lakers are going to have to approach it. They're going to have to crack the pomegranate. They're going to have to scoop the seeds. And they're going to have to, you know, really, really work for it. But the fruit is there for the taking if they want it. And if they want it bad enough, they can they can go out and get it. But it's, it's all within their control. And the more that they have that level of self-ownership and self-awareness, the more I think that they'll be able to gravitate toward being a cohesive unit and allow themselves to reach their fullest potential. Mm-hmm. The last thing for me on my agenda that I want to talk about here on this Ethos Lakers podcast uh, episode, JC, is is LeBron. And I know I alluded to it earlier with how much he's doing and how successful he's been and all that good stuff. But JC, my, my greatest fear is that in the pursuit of mediocrity, the Lakers are going to wear out LeBron James in his 21st season and some horrific thing is going to happen. I, I'm not saying it's likely. I'm not saying... There's some indication of it, but that is just something that I can't help but think of in a very Kobe-esque kind of way, right? Just chasing that late, that last playoff spot, that like trying to cling to that expected relevancy, and you burn out. I really hope that is not a scenario that we encounter. Yeah, I mean, as you know, him being my favorite player, I just kind of always, I'm always worried about him getting injured, and he does seem to be you know, healthier than he's been the last couple of years. I think with the short off seasons ever since the, the bubble, um, you know, he's, he's never, it seems like he's never started a season completely healthy, but like this year his, his jumper is working for the most part. He's driving more than he has the last few years, shooting less free throws, by the way, while driving more. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Huh? Yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, but not really like, 
wake the hell up, everybody. It's crazy. Yeah. It's 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 crazy. Yeah. It's, I think like standings do so much to like different narratives. Um, because I saw a headline talking about how is Steph Curry gonna be the oldest MVP if he wins past 35? And I'm like, LeBron is still playing really good. It's just that the Lakers are tenth right now, and the Warriors are third. Like if I mean, the, the Lakers were third right now, he would be in getting MVP consideration. Listen, there is no such thing as there's no such thing as relevancy in headline. Everything is designed to invite click and to to borrow a really poor phrase from ESPN to quote unquote embrace debate. It's a very stupid model these days. You know, it's one of the reasons I'm you know not particularly in favor of <clears throat> the direction of the field has gone. But that's a story for a different day, J- JC. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Hopefully the Lakers don't wear out LeBron. Any final points for you, JC, you want to bring up? Any final hopes? Any, you know, any bold predictions? Anything like that you want to send off with the Lakers? Uh, no, just hoping hoping for, for better days. They're at Phoenix on Friday. Phoenix, I know, still has some injury issues. And then, then they've got a little bit of a break. They've got Portland, Memphis, and Sacramento at home. Sacramento's not going to be as good as they were last year. Uh, so hopefully there's some better days on the horizon. To me, no such thing as a break that for a team that's looking to get out its head from its from its own ass. There's a lot of work to be done here, uh, and uh, my sincere hope is that the Lakers can see the light because right now they're buried in some darkness. Chase the pomegranate as we reintroduce the fruit of the week segment, and until next time, we're out. <laughs>